What's up, you guys? Welcome to episode 84 of the Time to Turn Up with Tati podcast. Today, I have a special guest with me who I've known for a little bit, and she inspires me every day. She's super awesome, so I'd like to welcome you guys, Jessie. Jessie, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, guys. Um, Tati, thank you so much for having me. My name is Jessie Strawham. And I am a wheelchair user that has used my disability to live life to the fullest. And I'm just, I'm super stoked to be here. I know. I'm so excited to have you on. She, Jessie has an amazing story. And that's what, if you are comfortable with it, would like you to start off with telling because it's an incredible story. So what's your backstory and how you've gotten to where you're at today? Perfect. So I was... In 2015, I was a passenger on a motorcycle, and a woman in an SUV made a U-turn in front of us, and the driver of the bike did not stop in time. So he went through her back window, breaking his leg. I went over her SUV. I broke my back in two places. My chest completely collapsed. My ribs punctured my lungs, nicking my spinal cord. I have a traumatic brain injury, and I coded twice and had to be resuscitated. And it has been a long road to recovery. I think uh, the most powerful part of my story is I actually found my faith the day before my accident. I was an atheist all the way up until that day. Um, went to a friend's grandmother's funeral. Pastor was speaking. I felt this calmness. I'm like, everything's going to be okay. And then the next day, I'm in this life-changing motorcycle accident where I died, had to be resuscitated. Um, saw my grandmother. She told me it wasn't my time and that I had to get back and do things. And I've really been just living with that purpose since. Um, obviously, it took some time to adjust and figure out life with this injury and being a wheelchair user and navigating not only losing use of my legs, but like my bowel and bladder control too, which is something a lot of people don't know or think about. Um, it's just a big adjustment. So I finally kind of have my wheels under my butt and I'm ready to go. And now I'm, I'm literally hitting the ground rolling and just taking life and taking everything life has to offer. Yeah, it's so incredible. When I first met Jessie, um, I knew that she was definitely very tough just by what I see on social media and stuff. But like meeting her in person is even better. And then, I mean, you're basically a motivational speaker too. <laughs> um, from meeting her, she's got so many great things to say. So um, my next question for you is how does it make you feel when people call you like disabled, right? Because, um, or not specifically that word, but you know, they think of you a little bit differently. Um, and I know that's something that you shared with us back then. Uh, a couple months ago, but um, if you could share that now too, how does it make you feel? You know, society truly limits people more than anything, whether it's your age, your race, your disability, regardless of, of what the situation is, society is going to find a way to limit you. And the key is not allowing society to determine your limitations, but allowing yourself to determine your limitations. And so I think that was the big thing for me. I love when people underestimate me because it's like, all right, bet, let me show you, let me show you how strong I am. Let me show you how capable I am. And I think that that's what we have to do as individuals who we are, which you do such a good job of this Tati of, of leading by example and saying, you know what, I'm going to put the work in, I'm going to create the life I want to live. And you can just watch me, doubt me and watch me. That's cool. And I, you know, I'm at a point now where like, I encourage people to challenge me. I encourage people to doubt me because that's just going to drive me to dig a little deeper, to push a little harder and to show them 
why I'm capable and why their doubts are wrong. Yeah, that's awesome because on the basketball court with me playing with boys, uh, being underestimated as a girl is like a huge thing. So they don't know I can actually play. So when then I actually <laughs> score a few times, they're like, oh, we're actually going to have to play defense on her. <laughs> so being underestimated happens a lot to myself, especially with the boys. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's your superpower in reality, yeah. right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> because, I mean, it lets you get a couple of buckets before then they actually start guarding you, too. So, in some ways, it's a good thing. Um, so, I'm going to go a little bit out of order, but you um, are a part of the Tough Mudder, right? So, can you explain, like, what that is first before, like, I ask you your question? Absolutely. Um, so, Tough Mudder is an obstacle course race. So, essentially, you have a certain amount of mileage or kilometers that you have to go and you complete obstacles along the way. Um, I have done 13 Tough Mudders and majority of them have been overnight events. I've done their 24 hour event uh, three times now with this will be my fourth season doing it. Um, and so you literally go on course for 24 hours of just completing obstacles and, and, it's intense. It's very intense. And it, it helps you to continue to develop your mental stamina and grit. And it's really cool because I have a team of people that go out, they pull my chair, they belay me up the obstacles to make sure like if I lose grip or anything, I don't fall. Um, and I get to go out and I get to do something I, I never thought I would have been able to do even able body. Um, so it's really cool to, to have this experience and then get to push my mind and my body past any limitation that I thought I had. Yeah, that's so awesome. So how do you, like, obviously going into that thinking of, like, 24 hours of just straight obstacles can be a little scary, at least from my perspective, thinking of it. How do you uh, prepare yourself going into that? Oh, definitely a lot of um, pulling-type fitness exercises um, and then just a lot of, of mental work, continuing to develop that that mental grit and stamina to be able to hold up on the Tough Mudder. I think one of the biggest challenges we have is the cold. And so mm. I actually take cold showers um, and I enjoy it. it. It makes my body feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah. um, majority of the time I take cold showers though so that I'm acclimated to the cold and then I work on my mental strength to talk myself out of being cold. And so it's very interesting because my first year at Worlds, I went hypothermic and I dropped out and it was a whole thing. I like couldn't make it through the night. And then the second year at Worlds, the temperature actually dropped down to freezing. It was below 30 degrees. Um, and so I went completely hypothermic. I was I had to get butt naked. I did skin to skin warm up with <laughs> someone else from the community. Um, I get warm and I'm ready to go back out, but my team wasn't. And then this um. past year, I literally talked myself out of being cold through like it's like three four in the mornings the hardest part because you're, you're tired it's cold yeah it's like the coolest time of the night um everything's dark all you have is a headlamp illuminating nice. and so it's, it's definitely like a mental conversation of saying no i'm not cold yes i can do this no i'm not tired and it's like having that inner dialogue with yourself throughout mm -hmm. that whole time to keep you strong that's that's crazy. I would want to go out to just watch one of those one night. That would be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. So then, obviously, going up into the event, you have a, a strategic, like, nutrition plan then also, don't you? Um, so I actually just – I 
eat clean regularly. I rarely um, have, my biggest addiction is sugar and sweets. I love both. Uh, I love it all so much. Uh, Ice cream, chocolate, all the things. Um, So I've tried to keep that out of my nutrition to begin with. Um, I eat a lot of whole foods. I try not to supplement too much. Um, And I think that's the key is just eating a, a full whole food diet. I do something called macro tracking. So I make sure I'm eating proper amount of protein, the carbs and fats that my body needs to be able to function at the level I need to function at. And that's been beneficial for me. I've been doing that for about two years. I'm finally putting on muscle, putting on strength. And so I just stick to my normal diet leading up to the event. Um, The only thing that's kind of tough is overnight. I do eat a lot of like packaged food, a lot of like protein bars and things like that because you're just constantly going. Right. And so you're just burning unreal amount of calories, especially when you get to the obstacles. Like there's this, um, gosh, I don't even know how tall it is. I want to say it's probably like 50 feet tall at least. It's this big Uh A-frame and you have to like climb up it. Oh, dang. That's that's one of the most challenging obstacles because it's literally you're going 50 feet in the sky and it's just like pull up after pull up after pull up dang (laughs) and i would assume that's probably more towards the middle or the end when you're the most tired (laughs) yeah right it was this past event it was at the middle but typically it's at the end okay dang that's crazy (laughs) yeah for me i don't really have a nutrition plan but um my parents tell me like i need to be eating healthier (laughs) because i love the sweets and everything and i do my best not to eat it and um i'm probably like the best in my family of eating healthy but i do need to eat a little bit more healthy uh i eat a lot of salads though and pasta and stuff like that so so the thing salads aren't even like they don't even give you a lot of nutrient they're not nutrient dense i feel like there's so much stigma behind eating clean it's like you just want to eat whole foods. Like I yeah. eat a lot of chicken and rice or chicken and veggies. Like I love cauliflower and broccoli and asparagus and like all you want to eat like a wide variety of just fruits and veggies along with protein. I think that's the key. And to curb your sweet tooth, my favorite thing is yogurt with like strawberries. That oh, always okay. does it for me. Yeah. I like yogurt <laughs> with granola. So <laughs> basically that's the perfect. same thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then the next question, uh, what was it? Okay, yeah. So because of, like, the situation that you're in, people always, like, think differently of you or, like, judge you. And I think that's a word that uh, could kind of, that could affect you is, like, being judged, I would say. And so, like, what do you think in your mind that would, like, make you change, like, what they're saying to you? Or even on social media, right? Because you're on social media platforms. And I'm sure you you see it in the comments all the time, too. Like, saying, oh, no, you can't do that. Like, what are you even doing? Or stuff like that. Like, obviously, I know you said earlier you used it as motivation. But um, is there, like, does it ever get to you in any sort of way? Yeah, absolutely. So I post progress pictures a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause I, I, again, leading by example, um, I'm a T4 paraplegic, which means that I'm paralyzed from about the middle of my chest down. So I don't have a lot of core strength, which I'm trying to build it, but it's not there yet. And so I do have a little bit of a belly and the one comment that always gets under my skin is, are you pregnant? Oh, because yeah. I work so hard to get the body, get my body where it is right now. Like I literally work so hard and I'm like, no, dang it. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think that's honestly the hardest comment I get, but I have to remember that 
there's over 8 billion people in this world and the opinion of a small group of people doesn't determine my worth or who I am and I think that's the biggest thing is we have to let go of our judgment of others like don't place judgment on others that's not your place but then also don't allow others judgment to control your life mm-hmm. and that's what we often do we we seek approval for what we're doing and where we're going and 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 how we're living our life and it's like no no there's no reason to seek approval from others just live your life for you figure out what makes you happy because at the end of the day you don't agree with everyone in your life and you can't expect everyone to agree with you yeah that's that's definitely true <laughs> um I could say I don't get too many hate comments at least for me but um my younger sister Liv she gets a ton of hate comments on all her posts and just being the older sister I'm not the one getting the comments but like being the one that's her older sister and seeing all the comments because we don't really allow her to look at most of them um it's really hurtful and a lot of times I want to go on my account and be like what are you even talking about like there was one the other day saying like Liv be humble <laughs> during a post and I'm like I wanted to comment she's one of the most humble people ever but no, <laughs> but that's just the older sister side of me so I gotta get rid of that a little bit sometimes <laughs> but people, and the thing is people's jealousy like that's a huge thing like their jealousy reflects in the way that they present themselves and so when people are sharing these hateful hurtful things it's like it's typically their jealousy or they're just trying to be an ugly human and we just mm-hmm. can't let someone else's ugly make us ugly. I think that's that's a big issue in, in the world right now is that because someone treats us poorly, we think that we have to get back to them. When in reality, the best way to get back to somebody that is treating you like crap or being rude or ugly is to just kill them with kindness. Because they expect you to react in a negative manner. But when you react in kindness, they're like, oh, it didn't work. And that's what makes <laughs> yeah. you unbreakable. Yeah, definitely. So, okay, so one of my last questions is you have your own app, right? And that is, I know that's something you've been working on for a while and it's super exciting. So could you tell us a little bit about your app and then like what's it like having your own app also? Um, so I want to share that I have an organization called Real With Me Fitness and We started in 2017 and the whole goal was just to give support to wheelchair users trying to lose weight because there's nothing out there like it. And then you would search your app store and there literally are no apps for wheelchair users, Mm -hmm. none for fitness and wheelchair users. And then if you look online on YouTube, there's some, but then most of the seated workouts are elderly people. And so I got sick of, of not having something available to us. And I, in 2017, when I created Wheel With Me Fitness, I was like, oh, I want to create an app. And everybody just shut it down. They're like, it's not possible. It's too hard. You won't be able to do it. There's no way. And so last year, I kept getting emails from this individual from Breakthrough Apps. His name is Sonny. And he kept emailing me and emailing me. And I just kept ignoring it because I thought it was spam. Yeah. (laughs) And then finally, in November, I was like, hey, team, can you get on a call? This guy just keeps on emailing me about this app. Just find out what it's about. And yeah. so my team gets on the call, and they're like, Jesse, you need to talk to this guy. So then I get on the call, and it just he's like, yeah, this is what we'll need from you. Um, we'd love to create this. I've been following you for years on social. I love what you're doing. I think you're the one to do this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'll create it. What do you need from me? Yeah. So I flew my girls out. Um, they came here, and we spent two weeks just recording 
content for this app, workout after workout after workout. And uh, we uploaded it all and we were able to launch. And now it's really cool because we're continuing to add content to it. What people download today is not the finished product. It's going to continue to grow, continue to develop and continue to get more challenges, more workouts. We're working on adding uh, categories with different languages so that that way we can serve our populations. Because right now, um, we launched the first weekend in May on National Fitness Day. Yeah. And we are currently international. We have users in Australia, Germany, Argentina, and the Netherlands. That's awesome. Thanks. So yeah. it's like worldwide. <laughs> international. It's crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, but the, the whole thing is, you know, don't let other people determine what you can and can't do. Because for so long, I was told that I would never be able to create an app. It would never happen. And I I believed it. And then here we are, and we have a whole app. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well, um, I told you guys Jessie was like a motivational speaker. (laughs) Um, She basically is. It's so awesome just hearing your story, and just everything is so incredible. (laughs) Uh, I love hearing her talk every single time. It's so awesome. I feel the same way about you guys, though, too. I'm just like, I'm so inspired by both of you, like, I've never met two young people that have such discipline and just work ethic to make their dreams come true. Like you are going to get so far so fast in life and, and, and don't underestimate that. Don't under, underestimate the power in that. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Absolutely. we do work very hard. <laughs> um, yeah, even like during our tournament where there's a basketball court at our hotel, thankfully, and we've been... We've already been training there, like, after games and everything. (laughs) I had two games early in the morning, so, like, throughout the afternoon, I was getting shots up, and, yeah, so, yes, so, I don't have any other questions. Is there anything else you would like to say or even, like, ask me a question if you wanted to? What do you do on the days that you don't want to show up? How do you still show up? Ooh, that's a tough question. Well, for me, for the first minute, I'll complain to myself (laughs) and I'll think about all the negativity. But then after like the first minute, I'll forget about it and then just think in the point in which I don't want to do something, I'll think about like what I get to do afterwards. So like, for example, I had to get up at like uh, 5.30 a.m. Well, I had to get up at 5.30 this morning, but I wanted to <laughs> to do the podcast. But yesterday I had to get up at like 5.30 because I had an 8 a.m. game going on. And our game the night before was at 9 p.m. So we had the very last game of the day and then the very first game of the day the next day. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to get much sleep. Like, how am I going to do this? All these different things. But then I just started thinking about after I complete my 8 a.m. game, I'm going to be fine. Like, I'm going to be wide awake. And, like, I'll be wide awake by the time I get there after warm-ups. So, like, what's the point in complaining now? So that's what I usually do. I think about what I'm going to do after or, like, just how I'm going to feel by the time I actually get to what I'm doing. So, like, this morning I woke up super tired because I had a game, right, yesterday, earlier in the day. And then I have an 8 a.m. game again this morning. <laughs> um, and I woke up super tired. I'm like, I don't really want to get up yet, but I kind of have to. But then I just think about, like, well, I'm going to be, like, wide awake for my game after I do my podcast because I get to, like, speak to somebody super awesome, right? And I'll be, like, outside. It's a super nice day out. So, for me, I just think of the circumstances and... 
for and just what I'm going to be able to get to do like afterwards or how I'm going to feel during the fact and then lastly just how I'm actually going to all the opportunities that I'm able to be in so like I'm able to be doing this podcast I'm able to be playing in basketball games that's how I get myself through it so that's the answer I was waiting for it's those opportunities that keep you going right yeah it's like knowing I think something that's super under underrated and just not talked about enough is what we do today directly correlates where we go tomorrow mm-hmm. and it's literally small habits it's the small things you do each day do the nutrition side of it the training side of it the mental side of it yeah like, I read 10 pages of a nonfiction personal development book every single day and it's like it's 10 pages it's the smallest amount but then I'll read a whole book a month and you just mm-hmm. you go through books and you're learning. The thing about books is you're learning from other people's life experience. So it's like a shortcut. It's crazy. I've been doing it this for the last year and yeah. my growth has been insane. Like if I can give anyone one piece of advice, read ten pages of a nonfiction personal development book every day. Start with Relentless by Tim Grover and then mm-hmm. read Winning right after that because winning's better. <laughs> like I always I always say, like just read, 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 because it will help you. Um, well, I appreciate you having me today. I think that any if you guys want to see my organization, follow at Wheel With Me Fitness. Um, that's what we are on Instagram, and then Wheel With Me is my nonprofit, Wheel With Me Foundation. Um, and then you can find me at Jesse Strawham on all platforms. And just thank you for having me. And if you guys gain value from this episode, please share it directly with a friend that can benefit. Yes, well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys all that are listening also learned from Jessie's experiences and all, all the amazing things that she said, <laughs> as usual. And then, oh, and then go check out her app and her social media platforms because it's super awesome and you guys will definitely learn a lot. So thank you, Jessie, for coming on. I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. But Thank you again for coming on and thank you everybody for listening and I will see you guys all next time. That wraps up episode 84.